0: Oh. oh, how y'all doing today? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Happy Good Friday to Ed Boy. That's Ed Boy. <laughs> I'm just now waking up. Please excuse me. I had to get up early and cook a little breath for me in the sun. Uh, but uh, yeah, welcome back to the Pimps Our Teachers Podcast. It's your host, Brandon Lewis, aka Big Dog. First of all, like I said, happy Good Friday. Um, I'm sending my love and, and, and support to everybody going through this winter storm. I'm in Memphis right now. We we had, from what I heard, up to 10 inches come down this week. You know, the ice and the snow got everybody in the house. I heard a lot of folks call me talk about they're bored, and they can't go nowhere on top of the COVID shit. And I'm like, man, look, the best thing I can tell you is don't do a crime. Well, you got to do five or 10 years, because you're going really, to really go through it if you can't go outside of the jail cell. Uh Also, I would like to think, I would like, like to think, thank, give me, like I said, I'm just waking up, so give me. Give me give me time to get everything right. But I would like to thank everyone to get me to a thousand plays. I appreciate the support. I appreciate the love. Keep listening. Keep uh tuning in. And like I said, thank you for the support. Um first of all, let me tell y'all something. Um I, Like I said once before, is that I'm not going to make podcasts every day. There's only so much shit I could talk about for so long. I can't constantly make the same subject matter every day, two, three times a day. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not that type of podcast. I'm that type that I let shit build up, then I let it out. I get a lot of information about a lot of shit, and I try to find the one common domin- one common denominator in all the topics I'm hearing before I do a podcast. So, yeah, I have to excuse me if I'm not producing content at the rate you would like me to. But you know, that's just the truth. I'm um, like I guess I've been doing other shit for all those that don't know. I. I went in in January for below-the-knee amputation. Yeah, I'm a I'm a type 2 diabetic, and I had to have below-the-knee amputation because um, I had an infected bone in my leg. I don't like to live my business, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it is what it is. I had family members mad at me because I didn't even tell them I was in the hospital. And... That was back in January 5th when I had the surgery, and between January 5th and to now, I've been I got a an artificial leg a couple weeks ago, and I'm learning how to walk all over again. I've been walking with a walker. I've been in a wheelchair, but I'm trying to walk again. So I've been around the house with my artificial leg on, just trying to get back to my everyday living. Uh, I've been taking data analysis courses. I'm so trying to, you know, find something to do that's less stressful on my body. You know what I'm saying? To where I can still provide for my wife and kids, but not put so much wear and tear on my body. I did enough wear and tear on my body for the past um, 40 years. And it's like a lot of my brothers and my friends are like, bro, you, you ain't Superman, bro. You ain't Superman. You got you to know your limits. So, yeah, I've been going through a whole period of trying to, you know, better myself. The whole amputation don't bother me. You know, when I was going to physical therapy and I was in the hospital and they were like, you so chipper. You're so... Positive and all that. I'm like, look, it could be worse. I could be dead. It could be worse. I have no time to 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 be so fucked up because I lost a leg. I ain't got time for that. I ain't got time to be so. Oh, I can't do this. I know, man. I'm doing shit I ain't supposed to be doing. I'm I'm before the snow hit, I was driving my truck the motherfucker like, no, you can't drive. Before I got the artificial leg, I would drive with my left foot. And folks were looking at me, you driving with your left foot? I said, yeah. If I gotta get there, and ain't nobody here to help me, shit, I gotta do what I gotta do. So yeah, so I'm I'm trying to work myself back into, you know, some type of shape to where I can fend for myself. I can do for myself what I having to. Call somebody or wait on somebody and all that type of shit. I don't like this shit. I don't like this shit. So, you know, that's that's one of the main reasons I ain't just been posting, doing no episodes and shit like that. Because I've been trying to get myself back right. And I can't do nothing for the ones that listen to me if I'm not where I want to be. I can't give y'all what y'all want to hear if I can't do for me first. Some people will understand this. Some people will be selfish. It is what it is, but I got to take care of me. So now I'm back to the point to where I'm percolating, I'm moving and grooving. So we're going to see. Now that I got all that bullshit out the motherfucking way, let's go into my topic for today. And for those that's in the Facebook group, the anchors Facebook group. I posted this yesterday. I said I was gonna talk about investing young versus investing old in a relationship. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I I, I won't say I'm deep in the stocks. I ain't invested a whole lot of money, but I'm 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 invested in the stock market and I got some pretty good returns for my investments and shit like that, but I'm a long term investor. I'm not looking for the short squeeze. I ain't looking to pump and dump uh, stocks and shit like that. But I ain't gonna lie. I knew, I done came across some that hit, that rose right quick, and I got out of it, made a little profit. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna just up it last, so I haven't done it, but it ain't no, a lot of stops. The majority of my portfolio is long term, big companies, That, you know, can stand the test of time. It ain't just no startups, a lot of penny stocks, now. I don't do all that type of shit. I got some, but that's just because, you know, I need some diversification in my portfolio. So, so my last podcast, which got a couple of plays, was Stock Tips for, you know, Dayton. And how, you know, we look at, we look at women as companies and the pussy is the product. So I got HBO Max and I was uh, binge watching Silicon Valley yesterday. Now I was watching it when it was coming on HBO and, you know, about us being snowed in, you know, there's only so much shit I could do in the day. So I stopped being watching Silicon Valley, smoking blunts and shit like that. Just to, you know, relive the show. This is one of my favorite shows that HBO ever produced. Outside of The Sopranos, The Wire, Arliss, Ballers. I even watched Six in the City when I was younger. So, you know, HBO put out some good shows. So I watched Silicon Valley. And I was watching how they trying to get pad Pipe off the ground and shit like that, and all the trouble he going through, getting the name, getting the bank account, uh, folks stealing his property, folks suing him because they said he stole the property, it was just a lot of shit, and, and I was tripping, I was tripping, and um, after I watched that, I went, I've been listening to the whole Russell Wilson shit. Motherfucker calling him a simp. I've been in the B. Simone shit where motherfuckers saying, you know, this, that, and the third about B. Simone. The whole Tiny and T.I. situation about them having orgies or whatnot, not. Drug-infested orgies. All type of shit. The Kevin Samuel situation. I still, I'm still trying to catch up on that shit. But for what I heard, he' supposed to be a deadbeat daddy, ex wife and him and shit like that. I've been hearing a lot of shit. But the one thing that all the shit I've been hearing and reading was the value of a single black woman. For some strange reason, out of all the shit I've been reading and listening to and watching, this the one thing that stuck out to me, is the value of a single black woman. Now, I'm not finna go verbatim, word for word, off the article I read, so I'm gonna paraphrase a lot of this I'm gonna get to the meat and potatoes. So the article said... A single black woman is worth $5. Now, I don't know how many of y'all have heard this shit before. I don't know if y'all haven't read the same article or whatever. I'm just paraphrasing and giving y'all my takes of what I read. So, I guess I'm paraphrasing. So, basically, they're saying when a female, black female, is between the ages of 18 and 35, they're worth more than they are after the age of 35, if they're single. Which I could believe. They're worth a little bit more than Hispanic women, but a lot less than uh, white women. Oh uh, So, they were talking about the single versus the married. Now, when you're married, according to the article, you're worth more as a married woman than you is as a single woman. And I was, like, going in and reading the shit. And most of this shit they were talking about is why women only work $5. It's because of something I have talked about once before in the whole financial disparages between black men and black women, or men and women, period. It's your upkeep, your maintenance, that's what they really boil down to, as somebody said before, is the maintenance, the hair, the nails, the the, 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 the accessories, the pain, the, the the whole ensemble, head to toe. You're going broke trying to look good. So that was the first thing they were talking about. Like I said, I'm paraphrasing. Then they started talking about the single mom because of niggas that's running out on them that get them pregnant and deal. And they said, they talk good about women. Said, man, you know they they hold the the hood, the community down. When niggas fuck them and get them pregnant and dip out, they hold the the community down. They hold their their kids down. They hold that shit down. And I was like, okay, they they gave them some props on that shit. You know, all right. But they still was like, you still ain't worth shit. So that got me to thinking. i was like, well, shit? He, you know, they talk bad about women. I was like, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna give the women a bone when I do this podcast. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna include black men in this situation. But from a stock investors' point of view, now we're gonna say between the ages of, they said 18 through 35. Now, I always say 18 to 25 is your year that you find out your path in life. And then by 25, you should know what the fuck you finna going to do and be doing. So they said 35. So they gave them another 10 years. Now, to me, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of motherfucking years. That's down to 20 years for you to actually be doing something. Okay, so I'm going to knock it down to my, my range, 18 to 25. Okay, the main problem with that is both men and women is dead. It's dick. Now, between the ages of 18 and 25, women are allowed to have their best life without you criticizing them. Let them do the fuck they want to do. Let them act how they want to. Let them be whole. Let them be sluts, thots. Let them just be. Because that's what they're going to do. They gonna, every, I, I hear these same type of arguments from my daughter right now that's in college. And the last couple of times I've talked to her, has been she want to drop out. She want to start on business. business. Uh, it's just a lot of shit. And I got, and I was talking to her, and I'm like, man, you really just, you, because your friends are getting kicked out of school. The ones that you done made friends with, they're getting kicked out for whatever reasons, And you're getting bored. So you want to come home now and do online classes. And I'm sitting there like, but before you left last year, for uh, to go to college. I told you to stay home because of the pandemic and do online classes at home. And you fought me and fought me and fought me and fought me. And fought me. I said, you know what? Don't go. Don't live your life. Go not experience what you got to experience. Have fun. So, between the age of 18 and 25, most women, black women, want to have their fun. They want to do what the fuck they want to do. They want to have their experiences. They want to do this. They want to do that. And it's like, okay, us black men, let them do they do. Now, when it comes down to that, and this is just going off my own personal experience with my daughter. My daughter is broke. Well, when she was on her little winter break, she started she was working. She had a little job. She was making a little money, and, she, you know, me and my wife were like, well, just work. Save your money so you can take it back to school. You know, you don't have to worry about it, No, we got you. Food, you know, we got your necessities. Now, wants, you're going to have to take care of your own wants, but as far as shelter, clothes, food, shit that we know you need while you here, we got you. So she took her little money back to South Carolina, and she blew it. She blew it. Because she called and like, ooh, I need some money. Ooh, I'm broke. Ooh, I'm this. I'm like, ooh, what happened to your money? And then she started adding up. Like, she'll say something like, I went to the same club and bought yada, 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 yada for me to wash and my personal hygiene and shit. Like, I said, okay. I ain't got a problem with it. But when you start talking about she went to Atlanta, she, she like... They tell them if they can't make it back to campus at a certain time, they can't come on campus after that time. So she been going to a lot of Airbnbs with some of her friends. She been Ubering Eats and DoorDashing every day. And if she ain't doing that, they got some few little restaurants around the campus where she blowing the money here, blowing the money there. And she calling being her mama. I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke. I need some money, I need some money, I need some money. And I'm like, damn, where your money go? And, you know, she blew it. And this is my personal experience with a a young woman between the ages of 18 and 25, my daughter. So you can imagine how many motherfuckers hear this shit every day from black women between the ages of 18 and 25. I'm broke. Yet and still, and this is what I tell my daughter, too. Yet and still, you smoking weed every day. You you riding around, door dashing with folks. You going out of town. You still trying to buy Jordans every week and shit like that. And you telling me you're broke. But yet and still, you're living your best life. But I'm supposed to believe you're broke. So, women 18 and 25 are in debt because they have to look and they have to look a certain way and act a certain way and do certain shit for them to feel attractive. So basically, they're trying to make the company look good. You know, we ain't gonna talk about the pussy. We ain't talking about the product. We're just talking about the company, the woman, and the man. Now, the same men between 18 and 25. We're not in as bad of shape debt wise as women between 18 and 25. Because think about this. A nigga can get a job at 18 and still be at home with his mom, Now, debt is shit you owe. Your worth. Your worth. What is your worth? So, if I'm a black man, and now and I was 18, 25, and I know what I was, doing. I was still at home with my mom, but I was working, and I throw my mom a couple of dollars on the bills, but I don't owe shit. I don't no better nothing. When I got my first car, paid cash for it. I don't know no condo. I wasn't paying no rent, wasn't paying no lights. I buy some groceries. But I wasn't paying no bills. I ain't had no debt. So at that time, motherfuckers would look at me like I was doing shit because I was able to have money in my pocket to fuck with women. A black woman, 1825, probably still staying home with their mom and dad, they buying up any and everything they can to make themselves look good. Now I'm a nigga. I ain't got to do all that shit. I ain't finna go... I, I The pro, the biggest problem with a black man is spending money on a black woman. The biggest problem with a black woman is spending money to attract a black man. But what's your worth? What are you worth? Because majority of the time a motherfucker don't own shit. That's why a lot of motherfuckers you say I was cocky and arrogant growing up and shit like that because I owned the shit I had. There wasn't me borrowing clothes from no nigga to look fresh. It wasn't me paying this high-end car no for a car. Everything I had on my body in my possession, I owned that shit. I had the title to shit. I had, I own shit. So, therefore, when a female come and talk crazy to me, I was like, well, I own shit. What you own? You don't own nothing. You spend all your money on looking good and be broke. But you look good, though. So, therefore, by you looking good, you were trying to attract a nigga with some money. You trying to attract a nigga with some money. But you are in debt because you done spent all your money to look good and you don't don't own nothing. The clothes, they lose value. The hair, lose value. The nails, if you break one, it's over with. You know what I'm saying? So everything you're doing to make yourself look good You're putting yourself in debt. Not only that, we we can talk about you going to college. Like my daughter. She got a scholarship, but, you know, the ones that get the financial aid, you're in debt. The ones that go get these card notes, you're in debt. The ones that want to start their whole life early trying to make it and not go to do this, you're you're in debt. You're in debt. You're in debt. You're in debt. You're spending money. You're spending more money than you have in your account. You ain't doing no investing. You ain't trying to spend money to make money. No, you're spending money to look good. You're spending money to attract niggas that got a little money. Because you gotta also remember, 1825, if a nigga got a job, it ain't no six-figure job. I didn't have a six-figure job. At 18, I think I was working at um, the Ramada Inn in the kitchen. Washing dishes and trying to learn how to be a chef. I wasn't rich. I wasn't stupid either. It was like shit. I was seeing chicks and I was like, shit. Why... Why go through all the, the trouble of trying to date you and do this and do that when I could just go buy some pussy and save money. Cause so that's all I wanted to do at the end with the ass. I didn't want to have to go through the whole dating process. I just wanted the ass. Now when I got my little girlfriend at the same time and I started investing money, it wasn't it wasn't because she was broke. I invested money in her because she actually made me feel. She wasn't trying to keep, you know, be fresh to death every motherfucking day and all that type of shit. She was simple. She was simple. She was simple. I bought her shit because of how she made me feel. We didn't go out, we didn't go on a lot of dates. We went out, but it was a lot of spending time together at her spot, my spot. Oh well, my mama house, her mama house, we would ride around, you know, we were kicking. We didn't do a lot of going out to be seen and shit like that. We were kicking it. Neighborhood, I be in her neighborhood, she be in my hood. We were kicking it. Conversating, talking, all that type of shit. So anything I did for her was because of the fact of how she made me feel, not of how she looked. she didn't have to go get super shit a shot for me or nan nigga her confidence was enough to make you invest in her so it's your it's your worth what are you worth black woman if a motherfucker tell you you worth five dollars you should be ashamed as a black woman for a motherfucker to say you worth five dollars Now, I'm not going to jump on y'all because, shit, as I done got older and I started massing debt and shit like that, I did my numbers. I'm in debt. I'm in debt. Hospital bills, that's debt. Um, but that's my, uh, uh renting furniture, yeah, I'm in debt. Paying bills, helping on the rent, lights, all that bills that me and my wife share, I'm in debt. I'm in debt. And I had to look at my normal. I said, Yeah, I'm in debt. I'm in the red. I said, but what are you, what am I doing to get out of the red? I'm paying on my bills. I'm doing this. I'm doing I'm trying to get out of debt. You know what I'm saying? So the truth of the matter is, a nigga like me is worthless. And I ain't the only nigga that's worthless. I'm worthless. I'm in debt. I'm in debt. And like I tell people the main reason I'm in debt now medical bills, medical bills, medical bills, house note, light bills, phone bills, cable bills, streaming services, uh furniture bills, um shit. That I the shit that my son wanna do pertaining to basketball, money I sent to my daughter in college. Yeah, I'm in debt. I'm in debt. So black women don't feel bad. Niggas in debt too. Niggas 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 ain't worth shit either. Niggas ain't worth shit either. But it be them, it be them young years that you have to find out what the fuck you getting into to prepare yourself for the older years. And like I said, I'm a long-term investor. I fuck around with little companies and shit like that that ain't finna do shit. I fuck around with a couple of females that ain't gonna do shit that ain't wife material. But I'm not gonna spend all my money on this motherfucker though, because when I look at them and I see how they dress and how they act and all that type of shit right there, looking it's like you broke. You're broke. That's why you're so hard on a nigga for their money. Is because you're broke. And you want somebody to come in and pay you for you spending all your money to look good. You want somebody to come in and spend money on you because of what you look like. Like I said, we use a straight stock business terminology right now. You just took all your profits, everything you done made to make the company look good. But niggas want the product. And going back to Silicon Valley, first season, when he started talking to uh, Peter Gregory, and they had to sit down and he was talking to them about You know, he said he was going to invest. And, you know, Hendricks was like, well, the product is this, this, this. And Peter Gray said, I know what the product is. What are your company values? What are the, what is the company about? What are you about? That's what I need to know before I invest any money into your product. It's what the company is. That's why I tell people that's in, that start to invest in shit, it's like, do your research on the companies. Just don't be putting your money into stocks that you don't know nothing about. I've heard plenty of motherfuckers getting mad at Robinhood and other platforms for their investing mistakes. It's like, no, you ain't got shit to do. You want to be day traders and shit like that. It's a risk. Just like going to the casino and playing scratch offs and going to the dollar track, there's a risk involved. More for come to win, but don't nobody come to lose. I've been saying that shit for my years being on the corner with niggas shooting dice. I'm like, nigga, y'all come, every nigga come to shoot dice, planning to win, but when they lose, you ain't never thought about losing, did it? You thought about winning. You thought about busting nigga up. You thought about all that shit, but then when your ass getting hit, now you're mad. It's a risk. You ain't going to win every time you roll the dice. You're not going to win. You might win. You might lose. It all depends on what on what roll you want. You're going to roll a 7 or 11 at the gate? Cool. you going to roll a 4? I'm going to say you hit that 4 again. You're going to roll a 9? Hit it again. I won't see you hit again. Or, first roll, you roll a two. A crap. A twelve. A crap. So just like he said on Silicon Valley. And like I tell people now, what is your company about, Black Woman? What is, you, what, is, what is you about for me to invest my money into you and your product? What are you about? And you're showing me what you're about by spending all your money to make you look good and the product might be trash. Even though I want the product as an investor, I'm investing into the company too, though. I know what the I know what the end result is is the pussy. But what is you about? And if you all about trying to look good with no substance, you just a a a a, a pretty car with a fucked up motor. There's plenty of them motherfuckers in folks' yards and on the side of the road and shit like that. A pretty car with a fucked up motor. Pretty car with fucked up motors. But you want me to invest in the car. You want me to invest in the company because it look good. How does the company run? How do you run? How do you operate? If you operating on some fucked up shit, I'm not investing. I don't give a fuck how good your body looks, how good your face looks. If you have shitty practices... I'm not investing. And I tell any man the sign shit. Don't invest in no female because the body looks good. What is the what is her what is her mission statement? What is she about? What is she about besides trying to look good to attract the nigga? To spend their money. Like I said, the end result is the pussy. That's what we want, the pussy. That's what we want with the pussy. But what are you doing to make the pussy? What are you doing? Besides telling me you're in debt because you made the company look so good. I spent all my money trying to make myself look good. You could at least invest in something so I get some of my money back. But well, what's the product like then? Is the product worth me investing in? Because like, when you're investing into a product, in stocks, you want something that got the potential to blow up. That got the potential to sell. It's marketable. That product is marketable. Whether it be tech, whether it be food, whether it be hospitality, whether it be travel, whatever the fuck it may be. You're placing money on a company with their product hoping to blow up. Now, would it come down to a woman? You're investing in a woman that's not giving the pussy away to back. Or then had a uh, 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 extravagant body count by the time she's 25. Now, a lot of motherfuckers will say, well, Brandon. That's a double standard because if a nigga he had a lot of bitches under his belt, he looked there like a pimp. He looked there like you the shit, and all that right there. And you're right. That's a terrible double standard. But it's the it's the standard we have to we have in society. It, it is what it is. It is what it is. That's why when I be on Instagram and I see all these females showing their ass and titties, former porn stars and Instagram models and all that type of shit, yeah, I like looking at your ass, but I always be knowing like, where your nigga at? Like, I never seen so many motherfuckers on Valentine's Day complain about not having a Valentine. These are women that I see every day of the week. Every day of the year, both on Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I'm seeing these motherfuckers shaking their ass, talking crazy, yada, 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 February 14th rolls around, motherfuckers complaining because they ain't getting no gifts, they ain't got nobody to be booed up with, and shit like that, and they having all the, oh, I ain't got no Valentine, so fuck it, woo, 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 I get one next year, and shit like that. But then, I saw the same shit on Christmas. Motherfuckers bad because they ain't got no nigga to spend Christmas with. Motherfuckers ain't got no nigga to spend New Year's Eve with. And I'm sitting there like, but you, you such a bad bitch. You ain't got a nigga to spend Christmas with, New Year's with, Valentine's with. And don't sit there and say it's by choice. That's a lie. That's a lie. Cause the way some of you motherfucker be acting on, on social media like a nigga can come get you know, um you know, you shaking your ass, you showing your pussy, you sucking on your titties and shit like that, you you doing all this shit right here, and then you're gonna to tell me you're lonely. You ain't getting no gifts. Or, or, or you feeling hospitable and have a a a, 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 a Valentine's Day special on your OnlyFans, or, or or a a, uh, a Christmas Day special on your OnlyFans, and you want niggas to invest into something like that. You want motherfuckers to invest into you when you're doing that? The product ain't worth shit. The product ain't worth shit. Now, some women will say they making money off their product. That's what you do business for, is to make money. So yeah, if you... Selling your own fans for X amount of dollars and you capitalizing off this shit, then guess what? You doing what you probably doing as a business woman. You got a product that everybody wants. You making your money off of I ain't got a problem with it. That's That's you making your money. But you but it's like being in it's like being in a startup. It's like being in a startup. You ain't getting no seed money. You ain't doing nothing getting money here, getting money there, getting money here, trying to build your build your brand. Then you build your brand, and, and, and you sell so many subscriptions, and you get so many views, and this, that, and the third, and all that type of shit right there. And guess what? You want it popping, but you still ain't got no nigga. You still ain't got no nigga. You still ain't got that one investor into you that'll take care of you. No. So you gotta constantly find way to keep selling your product to keep money coming in because you won't you can't get the investor to invest in. You can't get a number one investor. Angel investor, angel capitalist, venture capitalist. You can't get that number one dude to come in and put his money on the table and say, look. I want to be a something with you. I want to be something with you. You just gotta, you just got to stop promoting your product and just give it to me. That's a hell of a decision to make for a motherfucker that's making money selling their ass. Versus taking a lump sum, a lifetime, being with one motherfucker that's saying to you, look, I got the keys to the bank. I can put you up where you want to be. All you got to do is stop promoting the product. You want love, you want money. What you want? And it all goes back to your worth. Your worth. You trying to look good for who? Like I said, if you making money on your own fan, then guess what? I ain't this shit. You making money, you supposed to make money. But how long how long is that body gonna look right? How long is that face gonna look right? Before you start getting the crow's feet on your eyes, a little wrinkle hair, the double chin starting to form, titties start sagging a little a little belly starting to poke out, you know, extra wrinkles in your ass and thighs and shit like that to sell you like all this shit gon um gon um it's gonna drop. Unless you got the money for plastic surgery. Just just this week I saw a picture of Pinky. And the Pinky I saw wasn't the Pinky I grew up watching. And motherfuckers was ragging on Pinky, ragging on Pinky. Oh, she done got big. Oh, oh. Uh, okay, and guess what? It's still a nigga walking the face of this earth that would still give her a dollar just because her name Pinky. It's a nigga that still, I heard so many niggas talking about they wasn't gonna fuck her. Yes, you will, bruh. Yes, you will. Because it's Pinky. That's the only reason you'll still fuck her, because you can brag to your niggas and say, I fuck Pinky. Did you fuck young Pinky or old Pinky? And a nigga would say, what different do make it make with Pinky? I ain't gonna argue with you. If you just wanna fuck for the night, okay, go ahead, do what you do. But you ain't finna like, but if you concerned about the look, you ain't finna tell your niggas you fucked the old Pinky, the Pinky ass saw. You not finna tell niggas you fucked her. You know why? Cause she don't look like young Pinky no more. Now if you fuck young Pinky, then you bragging. Yeah, I smashed a little red bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Old Pinky, you ain't gonna want to tell me you fucked old Pinky. You ain't gonna tell me you fucked old pinky. You tell me you fuck young pinky. You tell me you fuck young pinky. But you ain't gonna tell me you fuck old pinky. You ain't gonna tell me that shit. The look. But pinky been ran, but pinky was a porn star that made plenty of money fucking on camera. She made her own business. Fucking on camera. Now. Her relationship status. I don't know. I never. I never heard her talk about a couple of dudes. I never heard a lot of these porn couple talk about a couple of dudes. But there's only a few of them that's actually got dudes. There's only a few of them that's married. And got kids. You know what I'm saying? But when you make your living off of your product. And then after the product stopped, the sales started declining and shit like that. now you're looking for that nigga to come in and give you that jolt to say you're still worth something. It's hard. And it's hard. To go back to investing young. You got a product. You want niggas to invest in it. You want a lot of niggas to invest in your product when you're young. Because you know it can make money. But if you can't find that one motherfucker that got the, the 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 money to lock it down and like look, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let it build. You just act right. And you can get whatever the fuck you want. That's why that whole Russell Wilson Seattle shit, it irks me because it's like Bruh, that's who he want to fuck with. Let him fuck with who he want to fuck with. Because when she was with the other baby daddy, she was with him because of his fame and popularity. Every bitch want to fuck future. Don't nobody bitch want to. No, no bitch want to fuck Russell Wilson. Bitches want to fuck future. Bitches want to fuck young boy. Bitches don't want to fuck Russell Wilson. So when she got with Russell Wilson, niggas was in there like oh, he went and got him a hoe. I said this once before. When it came down to car to be an offset. Okay. That's who we want to be with. Like I said, you could roll the dice and come up on a nick. Offset did. Russell Wilson did. To you niggas that look at them motherfuckers and be like, man, them hoes and this, this, this. I wouldn't want to. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. It's just a nigga rolled the dice and got with them, And all that good shit y'all talk about, about them. Guess what? Them niggas get that shit 24-7. Yeah, I believe Carter B sucked the shit out of said dick. 27 different ways. I believe that shit Wholeheartedly, but guess what? Even though y'all look at her and her past and shit like that, guess what? I'll say it ain't going nowhere. I'll say it's not going nowhere. Same thing with Sierra and Rosa Wilson. Y'all look at who Sierra and been with and and put that value like, man, she been with this nigga, this nigga, this nigga. I wouldn't wife her. You simping and all that type of shit right there. Russell Wilson happy though. Russell Wilson happy. You could say, I would say it's simping if that's the case. You could say a lot of these, you could say, you could say Aguchimani was simping with Keisha Kior. You could say a lot of these niggas y'all look up to as bosses and shit like that, they was simping too. They were simping. The name of the game ain't to, to, to smash all the bitches and have no love for them. The name of the game is to find that one motherfucker that'll make you stop fucking all these bitches. So like I said, find, find who you want, y'all. I know motherfuckers be like, that ain't cool, and this, that, the third bitch, bruh. The long term is better than the short term. I'm gone.